on which the imperial palaces and the throne's sprawling bureaucracy had taken root. The Palatine? The caller smiled thinly. I can say no more. As to my companion here, I keep him handy whenever I travel through the city alone, especially at this time of the evening. And there are risks connected with my visit to your house— that go well beyond the simple danger of robbery with violence. I can make it no plainer for you, I'm afraid. Either we discuss this matter in a more private place, such as your study, or both Silas and I will simply vanish from your door, never to trouble you again. I will tell my sponsor that you chose to be uncooperative— and he, in turn, will resign himself to your never knowing the truth about what happened in Britannia. It really is very much up to you. Bassus thought for a moment, clearly torn between caution and curiosity. You can come in, but that man has a look to him that I don't care for. He can wait in the garden. Silas smiled, a disquieting vision given the state of his teeth, and his employer mirrored his expression with a nod of agreement that was almost a bow. How delightful for him! Silas is enormously fond of gardens, given his rather plain accommodation in the Subura district. I'm sure he'll be more than happy to enjoy the fruits of your gardener's labour in this pleasant evening's warmth, while you and I discuss our business with a little more privacy than can be achieved on your doorstep. Bassus waited until the bodyguard had strolled away to sit on one of his stone benches, before ushering the mystery visitor through the doorway and into the cool of the house. The man took two steps and stopped, looking about him with evident approval. "'Very nice, Dexter Bassus. Very nice indeed.' Someone in your household clearly has the most exquisite taste in interior decoration. The lady of the house, perhaps, or possibly a particularly talented slave. Whoever it is, you're a lucky man. Bassus grunted a perfunctory agreement and ushered the visitor into his private office, scowling at the room's door as it creaked loudly on its hinges. He indicated a chair facing his desk, behind which he installed himself, while the other man lowered himself into a sitting position with a slight grimace. "'My back isn't all that it used to be, I'm afraid. All those years on horseback, crisscrossing the empire at the emperor's behest, have quite taken the spring out of me, as you can see.' He waited a moment, as if inviting Bassus into his conversation— but the other man only stared at him in bemusement. I know, not the subject you invited me in to discuss, and I apologize. A man who has previously enjoyed robust good health does have the irritating habit of sharing the smallest aches and pains with all and sundry, when they eventually catch up with him. He smiled into his host's darkening frown. Yes, indeed, to business. You are Sextus Dexter Bassus, the brother of one Quintus Dexter Bassus, are you not? Bassus shook his head, his voice laced with irritation. We've already established that. 
The visitor leaned back in his chair with a smile, steepling his fingers. Forgive my unavoidable disagreement, but in point of fact, Dexter Bassus, we have not. When I mentioned Britannia out there on your doorstep, you promptly asked if your brother was involved, but you didn't ever actually mention his name. Precision is a quality for which I am known, and I cannot afford to allow that reputation to be sullied by a moment's inattention. So... Yes, Bassus sat forward, slapping the desk and fixing his guest with a hard stare, his patience clearly at its limits. I am the youngest brother of Quintus Dexter Bassus, who was, before you spend another lifetime working your way around to the question, the tribune and commanding officer of the second Tungrian cohort in northern Britannia. He died two years...